This is DWMOD. As always, I'm your host, Mikey Wilson. Stay with me now. Hey, the Pistons are scrappy, but it's quickly looking like we got all our balls in that lottery bag. Down! Hut! 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 Hey, it's 2023, and they still haven't put Sweet Lou Whitaker in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Knock it off. Ready? Oh, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl. Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! Hut! For everybody that was laughing at Dan Campbell, he has delivered everything that he has promised. And now the NFL world is bathing in the grit and drinking the Kool-Aid of the Detroit Lions. The man is the coach of the year. Everybody's up in arms about a college football playoff expansion. Make it eight, make it ten, make it sixteen, it doesn't matter. In five years, the two super conferences known as the SEC and the B1G will have their own individual playoffs, and those two teams will meet in the college Super Bowl. Bet on it. Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back for another episode of DWMOD and All Right Bet. We're going to do them both again together this week, just like we did last week. Andy, I see you got the moniker up there, defending champ, as we get ready to roll into the playoff pickums. Anthony yeah. Finelli back on track with us here. <laughs> I mean, you guys ready to go? Are you guys all set for this? I'm ready. I'm ready to defend the crown of, uh, you know, to make sure we rule for another year in the playoff contest. Right, right. Now, Anthony, you won the first year, man. What are you thinking? You coming? Well, back or... I don't know because I got. Uh, I bet I, I I throw my bets down and odds like a fan, and I got three teams that I highly support in the playoffs. So, right. I don't know if I'm going head or heart. Yeah, but well, uh, we'll we will see. But I'm telling you, these, these playoffs, at least the first round right now, is it's got to be the most exciting, like of the past at least five yeah. years, right? With all like the different storylines and everything. I mean, yeah, that, great. It's, just there's some great storylines. It's, I mean, somebody posted a meme of uh, the commissioner when he was holding up an Emmy. It said story writing of the year, the NFL, oh, the NFL script wins the golden globe and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're saying. But Couple bunch of other stuff going on in football. Let's jump on some stuff quick before we get to these picks guys. And, and let's rock a few quick hits. Man. All the coaching openings already following Black Monday, guys. We have openings with the Raiders, the Panthers, the Chargers, the Titans, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Commanders. I mean, Andy, where what are you? I mean, which one's jumping out at you? You think you can figure out? Well, I, I, all of them don't have a quarterback, right? It's not like one team has a quarterback on that. So, I mean, I think the Falcons is probably the most appealing job because they got Bijan, Pitts, Drake, London. The conference is bad, or the conference, the division's bad, right, with the Saints and the Panthers. So any coach can jump in there, and probably a good one can get that team up to eight, nine, ten wins, if, especially with a free agent quarterback. So I think that's probably the most appealing, you know. Uh, I think the Chargers is the second most appealing. And the Falcons, you, you know, you're going to have, you know, possibly the greatest coach of all time available. Gets out of the AFC, comes to the NFC. You know, yeah, I, big I press conference literally minutes ago. Big press conference, Anthony. What, what do you, did you, what do you, Belichick, man? Did you see that comment or what? <laughs> the, the, uh, I don't, I don't know if he's, it's, it's weird because then you got all the, you know, the 70 plus guys out 
And it's like, do they really want to start again? Or is Belichick, like you said, like going to go do a Brady tour for like two years and hook up with Herbert in sunny SoCal just to see what he can get done and improve on his last couple of years, which have been garbage. I'd say that like the Falcons are appealing. You know, they were a couple snaps away from making the playoffs this year with, I mean, how many games did Heineke start? He ended up starting at least a quarter of them, right? Yeah, so, I mean, they, a bunch, yeah. Arthur Smith, I don't think anyone really super bought into him and then leaving with yelling at Dennis Allen is not always the best look. Um, I think the Seahawks are the most in disarray because Geno Smith's aging. Drew Locke's not the guy. You got the backfields always hurt. Charbonnet has been hit or miss. So it's like, and, you know, you got DK and then Lockett's on his way. You know, he's playing the back nine right now of his career. So it's like, sure. what exactly, you know, Jamal Adams was a, that was terrible, you know, and so it's like, what exactly are they going to do? So I think the Patriots is the most interesting because it's like, all right, do we bring in Vrabel? Do we just bring, yeah. is, is Patricia working his way up? But if you do that, then it's still the same franchise, right? Are you doing that whole culture shift? Are you bringing in, you know, some, an older guy like an Anthony Lynn or someone that's done it before and trying to revamp as well? Or do you I just tell you, man, I think, you know, I think that's no so interesting. Chance. I think there's no chance of homeboy from the Eagles getting that job. There's no way they're bringing him back. I mean, right. He was terrible. I think it's Jared, Mayo. I think it's Jared yeah, Mayo. That's the it's talk. Mayo, right now. It's Mayo or Vrabel. That's I think what it's, gonna but be. those are still Patriot guys. So yeah. it's like, does the culture change? Like, I mean, Vrabel's I, is yeah. going to be a little bit different. He's a little bit, he's but an Vrabel, guy. Right. Vrabel just played for the Patriots. He's actually a Bill O'Brien coaching tree guy he's not he wasn't a he wasn't a belichick guy but he played for him for years played, played you know? for him right, right. played for right. him but he, he wasn't on the coaching tree so my only point is like you know it might not be the exact kind of the same frame. that's true yeah. a lot of inside leak right now is saying mayo they want to keep it in house they want to be like the steelers they're not looking for a change of culture they're looking for a change of head coach but i mean i don't know who knows what's going to happen up there Robert they were bad Braff, this year real bad <laughs> Real bad. And bad. Belichick is 14 wins away from breaking the record. So, yeah, he's going to hang around a few years until he's going to break that record, right? That's For my sure. guy. John yeah. Carroll University, Don Shula. <laughs> yeah, he's in trouble. He could be in trouble. I mean, that's, but he needs two decent seasons to do it. He does. Like, that's a big-time commitment. So, it's like, is he going to do it? I don't know. But I think, uh, how about the Falcons uh, pay a, a bunch of money for Kirk Cousins? And then what? and bring in Belichick and then win about 10, 11 games. And then it's over by mid 25 and Belichick. You okay. deal Ritter then? No, oh, you deal Ritter. You're like, here you go, bud. Here's a, here's a bus ticket. And yeah. just tell me how the USFL is. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm on the radio every day here in Atlanta with the sports talk, man. And like, they couldn't be more out on Ritter. It's done. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's toast. I think he's gone. Um, Raiders job. They got to give that thing to Pierce, man. What are you, what are you even waiting on? Give that thing to Pierce why? right now. I guess my question is why? Because everybody in the building loves him. You know, they like I mean? Fangio. They so? kicked him out. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, no way. Who cares? They yeah, but they seem to respond Pierce. to Pierce, man. Right? Like they weren't they playing for Fangio. Fangio. Did, didn't, not, what was the? Who was the guy uh, that took the Raiders close? And became like the special teams coach in Green Bay. Uh, I know. Uh, he was like a couple years ago after their other coach got after Gruden left. To me, it's the remember. same situation. They got yeah. rid of him. Rich something, rich something, rich something. Is anyway, okay. same situation. I'm looking up. Yeah, yeah. looking up. Rich something. But I see what you're saying. Also, though. the Raiders were good, and they were played much better when they got rid of. The, 
They just it's get a good coach and, and get Harbaugh. Are you telling me if Harbaugh says I'll come to the Raiders, they would be like, sorry, we got Antonio Pierce. No, not at all. If they can get Harbaugh, obviously, no, not at all. But, I mean, as far as the other coaches that are like the hot commodities right now, I can't see any of them picking the Raiders at the top of the list. Do you? I don't. (laughs) I just don't. You know what I mean? I don't. But speaking of of Harbaugh, um, you know, I think it's a foregone conclusion. He's gone, right? To where, though? I don't know where, but not Michigan. Rich Basachi was his name. Yeah. Rich Basachi. Yeah, yeah. Same thing as Antonio Pierce to me. Same thing as Antonio Pierce. It's the same situation as two years ago. No, thank you, Antonio Pierce. I'm out. You also have to think you got – you have these teams that are competing and doing well. All their coaches are, you know, late 30s, early 40s. People are going young. So it's almost like you you do the Brady, you know, victory lap with one of these coaches for like one or two years. But I don't know if you do that in the coaching realm. Has that been done before? Like, as a coach yeah. just said, I'm going to coach for one year and then I'm out. Like, I want to no. win one more. I mean, that's got to be so hard. You, because you, yeah. yeah By you the way, that Rich Versace guy took the Raiders to the playoffs, and the Raiders said, "No, thank you." Yeah, so, what a great move yeah. by them. <laughs> that worked out yeah. well for them, huh? Right on their face the next year after that guy got them to the playoffs. So, well, I, I do, you know. I do think, I do think Blank Arthur Blank will check cut a big check for. I mean, he's getting older. He's a very wealthy man. Obviously, he's he wants the Falcons to be important. That's why I think yeah. Belichick's on up. What pick did they end up with? With all the they have the eight football? pick, eight. eight, eight, yeah. I mean, they'll get a decent QB if they want to wait. They'll at least get one of those five guys. Yeah. Uh, speaking of QBs and picks, man, let's talk about the Bears for a minute. What guys? What is this move that makes zero sense to me? You're gonna you've announced we're keeping Everflus, which to me says we're gone. rolling with Fields. Right. If you're keeping Everflus, it's it, you're staying with Fields. But then at the same time, you're going to be like, but the offensive and defensive coordinators are gone. I don't understand where is any continuity in any of that. Right. I don't get it's it. Bears. Right. My, it, yeah. Go for it, Andy. Go for it, I would I say, still, like, I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I'm with you. Like, it seems weird. That's all my point is. It's weird. Well, yeah. I'm also a Fields guy. So. I like Justin Fields, and I go back to what people said about him coming out of college, what they're saying about Caleb Williams. It's like it's like the same stuff, you know? So it's going to be hit or miss one way or another. I, I don't get yeah. – I mean, I don't know how often you guys – I mean, like now that you're not on the West Coast anymore, how often you watch USC play. But it's not like he, – he has this uh, – Caleb Williams is great. But he sure. has kind of like that Mahomesian. I make a lot of big plays just kind of like mm-hmm. improv and it's like yeah. can you – that so did Manziel in college. It didn't yeah. work in the pros. So it's like Mahomes is kind of like an outlier in that range, or like that's his, you know, you can't stop him. But isn't and that it, where Fields has had the majority of his success? The games that he's played well I, and wowed you? You've been like, wow, let's stick with this guy, or the games where he's taken off and making shit happen? What what I'm saying is like, is it really going from a, an F to an A from Fields to Caleb? And I'm no. saying no, it's going from a maybe a C to a C plus. You know, based on just like their histories, so why not just roll it again? But then, obviously, the crux of that is the money. Well, Caleb Williams might hit and go to, but if they they have the first pick, like it's yeah, gonna be but... a Bryce Young situation. C.J. Stroud's an outlier, you know. When RG three, his first year, Big Bad, those guys are outliers to hit their first years. So it's like, but yeah. they also are going to better organizations. I, 
Let know, me throw it to you like this. Let me throw it to you like this and see what you think if I were to throw it to you in this manner and say, okay, I'm going to tell you this. Like you just said, it's a lateral move at quarterback. Yeah. You're making a lateral move. You're not getting better. You're not getting worse. And I'm going to give you two more first-round picks on top of that. I'm going, and I'm going to reset your money at quarterback. You don't have to come out of the bag this year for fields is going to have to get paid. You'll have Caleb Williams on a five-year rookie deal, two extra first round picks to go with all the picks you got last year. I just think it's front office move, man. Like move them, you know, I would do that. Cause you're going to end up with one of these kids, whether it's Harrison or one of the kids from Washington, you know, a big play guy. I mean, move them, move them. No, I, I just take Caleb. That's what I think they should do. Take Caleb trade fields. Like trade fields for like yeah. to, for a second, trade fields for the eighth pick, whatever. Just trade fields. Like it fields even one fields gets hurt a lot. He miss he misses games because he's running because he's his best when he runs. Right, he's gonna get hurt. He missed what five games probably cost the Bears a chance in the playoffs this year. Yeah, Literally. probably. When he came back when he came back. They were pretty good because he was playing, but he's gonna miss five to seven games. It feels like almost every year. And then you oh. take Caleb, and then you I mean, take that's like, what Lamar oh. does minus this year, Lamar Jackson. Well, because they got an offensive coordinator, which is what I think the Bears are trying to do. They got an offensive coordinator who who wasn't letting Lamar just take off. So the Bears are going to, in my opinion, the Bears are keeping Everflus for one year, maybe two. We'll see. They're going to get an offensive coordinator who's going to stick around a little longer. So I'm going to teach Caleb uh, the uh, what I think is the playbook, and then then we'll see it goes from there. So they don't run into the same issues ultimately that they did with. With fields, that's what you're saying. Yeah, maybe. I, but here's the thing: we can probably all agree on. Oh, they'll bears it up. They'll bears it up and just totally trap. I mean, it'll get messed up, no doubt. I mean, about they already it. sound better when I'm like Caleb Williams. They take Roma Dunzo at like nine, and DJ Moore. The team already is like ten times better. Ten times with with that for with those three dudes. Everybody seems to think that the Bears would only get like a second round pick for Fields right now, and I'm like, I don't think so. The way he finished this season. So. All those top quarterbacks are going to be gone early, right? You don't think the Falcons would come off eight for Fields? They need a quarterback. I don't think they would. I don't know. Because I think that because the Bears are going to put themselves in a spot where the, the other team would be like, then you keep both. Yeah. Then you go no, ahead. You keep that's both. A good point. You know what? You go ahead. You do you what you're doing. You keep both and have your own turmoil. We're going to offer you a second and a fourth for Fields. You want to take I that, or do you want to, or do you want to take nothing? You know yeah. where Fields could fit good. Weirdly enough, I bet you he would be great in Pittsburgh. They don't have anyone. Tomlin doesn't seem to be their working. style, though. They like a power running back and a passer, but I don't know. They don't. He'd be the most explosive runner by far over Najee and and, and he would. Sure. He would. Sure. And if you got Pickens and you got Deontay Johnson, if they keep their heads on straight and Firemuth could stay healthy, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't see how Pickens survives another season in Pittsburgh with the fan base. They don't play that shit. You ain't gonna block, and you're gonna be a wide receiver diva. You ain't lasting in Pittsburgh. Uh, he well, neither does Deontay Johnson. Johnson doesn't either. <laughs> they, they, they're both block. like they, nobody blocks. Yeah, Jordan. true. It's one thing to not block. Deontay Johnson actually like kind of apologized, whatever. But George Pickens mm-hmm. was like, I just didn't want to. Just like, <laughs> yeah, he pulled the old. I don't get paid to block. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, they're not running. You're not scaring anyone on the deep ball either. So you're not getting right. paid to run people off either. You sure so ain't. Just wasting space. 
You sure ain't. And now, let me let me ask you guys this on the coaching front. There, I mean, NFL's it's the Wild West. It's wide open. We're speculating Harbaugh's going to leave and wind up somewhere in the NFL as well. And on that note, at the same time, we get the announcement: Nick Saban is leaving. What'd you make of that, Anthony? I came out of nowhere. I one, I actually respected that at least he waited. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of guys in that position would do it like a week before the national championship to get all the news on him. Uh, you know, Saban is kind of in the Belichick, obviously. They were both Browns coaches. We all know this. Yes. But I think he's someone that's maybe been thinking about it for like three years but never actually voiced it out loud. And then he takes me as someone that's impulsive, hence what he did in the NFL <laughs> when, he would just, when he just left and kind of did the same thing. Maybe just like woke up the next day and was like, I mean, he's what, 72? Yeah, he's got a he could sign a 10 year contract at any network tomorrow if the money's into him. But it's just like, I mean, that guy's no days off all year long working on, Mm -hmm. you know, five decades, six decades of this almost. Sure. It's like he might have just got burned out. And and this year's team to get them to an overtime game with the national champions, like with his where they were in the beginning of the year, how they played against middle tier teams. Like job. maybe he looked in the window and was like, this is the best as I, I could do or something. Well, like I'll that. tell you that NIL transfer pool. That's all that 100% concept. what I was about to say. When you touched on burnout, it's burnout, but it ain't from football. <laughs> he's, I'm telling you, he's burned out right now on what the future looks like. And he's no dummy right now. He realizes he saw this year during the playoffs, especially playing Michigan. Oh, I don't have the best players in the country anymore. Why? Why do I not have best players in the country anymore? Because every team can pay the players now, Nick, Mm -hmm. and nobody (laughs) wants to build their brand in Tuscaloosa. I mean, no disrespect to him. I mean, let's just be honest, though. All the major programs were paying kids for years to come in. None of us are stupid, right? I mean, so to say that, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Nick Saban. He's the greatest coach that ever coached college football, hands down. But all the teams there now can just right out in the open pay players. What player will go? I'm going to go to Tuscaloosa and build my brand and get deals and get, no, you're not, you're no, you're not. You're going to go out to Oregon. You're going to go to Austin. You're going to go to LA. You're not going to, you know, right. Am I crazy? Or he was like, I'm not dealing with this NIL shit. Cause we're going downhill. I'm not going to get the guys. He just, he just, I don't think he ever got the quarterback this year. I think his team was very good. You know, like he just, he never got the quarterback. I think Saban's old enough now where he's like, what else does he have left to prove? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to read you guys some fun stats I wrote down about Saban. Hoping Let's we can talk it. about this. Let's have it. Uh, Saban, guess how many times in 17 seasons Saban was an underdog at Alabama? Oh, man, this is going to be amazing. 17 seasons. I don't know. 13. Six. 13. 13. 13. And probably 10 of them in his first year. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, his career at Alabama, how many times? He was 206 and 29. 87% straight up winning. Dominating. Yeah, it's pretty good. He was a 127, 103, and four against the spread. About 55% he covered. By the way, those spreads are like sometimes they're like 37. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. all like they're not all like five. Yeah, you're right. When they're, yeah. when they're playing middle Tennessee State. Citadel. Right, right. There's like <laughs> Citadel. Four, Troy. four games a year over 30, you know. It's crazy. Uh, let's see. Here's the best one I, I think I saw. It, it, his time at Alabama will end with every single player that played four years for him winning at least one national title. That's over crazy. a seventeen year. That's crowd. awesome. That's, That's awesome. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Well, I think that goes to your point though. Uh, Mike's like, do the do the kids coming up now 
even care about winning the national championship or do they care about whatever's that next thing? Hey, I got in the cause. Now I want to be the next thing here. Like, I think that's a big writing on the wall too. And I'm not blaming the kids. Not at all. That's the name of the game. I'd probably be the exact same way. That's the name of the game now. I'm just telling you firsthand being around kids that are getting recruited to that level and playing at that level and seeing over the last three years, the evolution of how they're considering where they're going to play. Um, at 100% in the last three years has straight up changed to, I don't care about anything about what culture is at that school, winning a championship. That's all talking. They're all worried about who's interested in my gram. Who's got a deal for me. Am I going to get to bring cameras in the locker room and film my one man show? Am I going to like all, there are kids that are just, that's what they're into. How do I make my most money right now? I don't care about winning. And I hate to say they don't care about winning. They care about it, but it's not as important as how much money they're going to make. And I don't, can't blame them for that. They're going to allow yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Not so he's 72, you know, like he's just old, yeah. you know, like he's, he's probably, it was looks like, good though. looks great. He looks better than he did at fifth when he was working with I the know. Browns, you know, well, he's just probably the kind of guy who's like, look, he's, he, got to want to leave. How many more years has he got? 15, yeah. to 20, yeah. you know, like, why not try to enjoy? He's earned the he's earned the right. So he was awesome coach, incredible Mount Rushmore coach. Yeah, and and how about this? Like Pete Carroll, out, Saban out, Belichick out. It's like these are like the three greatest coaches, respectively. NFL best ever. You know, people argue Belichick, uh, Saban for college, and like Carroll's been the most dominant to do both the only, correct yeah the only split guy i think johnson won a national title and a super bowl but not the same way that carol did carol like recruited took over usc turned it around won a championship i think johnson walked into miami and got one but right these are the three greatest coaches in those three and they're all gone at the same time so look crazy right it's no crazy. It, it's it's and it's all and it happened i got one more for you you ready yeah Counting those three guys it's like you set me up for it since 2000, there have been 24 Super Bowls and 24 college football title games. Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick have coached in 22 of those games, which is 46%, and won 15 of them, which is That's 31%. Crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. This, is a, this is a crazy time. <laughs> it's it's almost like we planned that, Mikey. Like you just set it up so I'd read that stat for you. It's yeah, a beautiful it's stat. Almost like we had scripts going around and stuff. We sure. did not. We did not have yeah. any scripts going around. That's crazy, yeah. though, man. Well, let me get into a. All right, everyone. Time to do me a favor and knock it off. Let's have some knock it offs here. All this talk about landing now heading right to Alabama. Now, Andy, you already were telling me he put a video out saying he's not doing it. They all say that at the beginning. But I'll throw this to you guys. But if you're landing based on everything we just discussed with kids coming out and where they want to go and build their brand, why the hell would you go to Tuscaloosa, number one? And number two, try to go follow up Nick Saban? Nobody wants to be the guy to be there after Nick Saban. Why would Lanning do that? Well, I, I mean, because it's the best college football program in the country. And, 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 and it's not even – there's not even a close second. Like I, I like that's the reason, right? You wanna you wanna play at Yankee Stadium. You wanna, you know, you wanna coach in Tuscaloosa. So like I, I think like that but Saban's made it important, you know. Also, Oregon's gonna go to the Big Ten and it's not going to be as important as they were in the Pac twelve. It's AFC NFC. 
you know, mm-hmm. the NFC is the SEC, the AFC is the Big Ten, Bama's in Georgia are the Big Two, you know, for sure. Like next year, even look at the top 25 next year, the top four teams out of the SEC are Bama, Georgia, Ole Miss, and Missouri, right? Those are the four of the top 10. Do you really think Missouri Missouri goes to Alabama next October? I, I, do you think Missouri is going to beat Alabama? I, I think they got a real good chance, Andy. I really I do. I think they have more of a chance today than they I did two days ago. I can tell you that. Yes. I, I still will take Alabama if, if you're just making it a pick. I don't know. I'm uh, smelling so a I think, that's, I think that's the reason. And and Lanning, you know, I coached there in 2015. So every it's just going to be a domino. If it's not going to be him, it's going to be Dabo. If it's not going to be Dabo. It'll be James Franklin. Whatever. Name, insert, bad coach here. So, they're not going to get. They're not going to get like some assistant. They're not. It's, it's not going to be an assistant. Yeah, sure. What, what, you saying, what happens to the, what happens to the kids that might have been coming there, right? That might have already committed, or is like Saban been honest with them? Like that's what I want to know. He so was one already decommitted. decommitted. Yeah, yeah. The number an nil already... guy, transfer portal guy, or or a senior. Uh, oh, you know, I don't kid. know if he's a high school kid or not. He's a he's a high school kid. The number three okay. wide receiver. Because because I think that's the dominoes that are gonna those are gonna start. Yeah. And then like yeah. I don't know. Like I always am weirded out when a college coach from a big time program goes to another big time program. Like mm-hmm. like you said, it's Alabama. You want to go there, but it's just like then like it's not you. It's Alabama. So like Lanning right now is that program, right? And if he yeah. goes to Alabama, Alabama is the program, not him. So, yeah. I mean, if if it were my shoes, obviously, whatever. Like, I just – I don't know. I like college coaches that are there for a while. You know, like, I'm going to yeah. put 10 years in. Like, I mean, look at Harbaugh. His first few years were rough. And look how oh. he's, you know, go out on top. Like, everyone was, hated him. Hey, on this very show, I was like, that's it. In 2020, when they won one game, I was like, that's it. We're done here. We're done here. This was a failure. Yeah, and, it was just – it's just nuts. It's just, but that the way he took that program, I, I don't know. But these guys definitely have a constant like, all right, I want to, like it's Urban Meyer. Like that's why he went to the NFL and found out the yeah. hard way. <laughs> you yeah, can't right. grope women at your bar while your team's on an airplane back yeah. after a loss. <laughs> and and you're not the fucking boss. You should in know the room. that. Yeah, right. You got yeah. a room full of millionaires, not 19 year old starry eyed kids that'll do whatever you tell them. You got guys that are going, hold up, man. Don't check me in front of everybody. You know what I mean? But it could it could be one of those things, like you said, not an assistant that we haven't heard of, but you never know. I mean, weird transition, weird correlation. But look at Duke. When Coach K left, they had the, his assistant that was there for years kind of take over that wasn't a name, but was being John you know, Shire. In yeah, a but John Shire. Groomed. But he knew, right? He knew for that year. Yeah. He could, and that's yeah. a weird year, though. Yeah. And K, like, groomed him and he took him through everything. Like, Look, it's going to be Dabo. It's going to be Dion. It's going to be the Washington coach. It's going to be uh, uh, Norvell from Florida State, who probably would jump at the chance to leave Florida State after they got shunned. Like he would, he would, he sure. would drive himself to Tuscaloosa to leave Florida State. Florida State is 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 not helping him at all. No. But with twelve so, teams now, like, does that change things? Like the twelve team playoff, or like maybe. Maybe you no. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want the job. I'm smelling a fall off. I think you're getting more in. I think you're getting more in the realm of the dartboard, Andy, when you start talking about Florida State. But like Dabo, what about Kiffin? I don't see that. What about Kiffin? You told me the I don't see Kiffin leaving either. Lane would leave. Yes, he probably drove to Tuscaloosa to get a sandwich. Just he's just. What are you doing in town, Lane? He's like nothing. Why? What's going on? I'm like yeah. Uh, did you hear about Saban? And he's like. Huh? 
Yeah, I right. Go to you. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? If you don't take the lane train, won't won't make a stop in Alabama. I don't know. Listen, if there's Sark? one thing Lane has Sark? learned, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. How about Sark? Sark will leave Texas tomorrow. Mm. I think God. I don't think he's leaving Texas but, either. See, that goes to my point though. Like Sark, for moving. instance, he's bouncing from A program to A program. It's just like you know, with nine, Sark? yeah, it's like, why yeah. would he leave again? I mean, I know he was there, and that was like, you know, saved him. Yeah. Right, exactly. That, I think that's the reason. You heard him say that in the college football semifinal. Like, Coach Saban saved me. Yeah. And if Coach Saban calls him and says, Sark, I need you to do me this favor. I'm, I'm As you know, I'm gone. Come, Coach. I can help choose yeah. the coach. I'm choosing you. Sark is Man. like, I heard Lane's in town. And, he's like, and Saban's like, what are you talking about? He's like, Lane, there's a picture of Lane. At the Hardys in town. Right, right. So, no, me, it, it's hey, going to be a head coach. It's going to be. If a head I coach. had friends that called me up and and told me I need you to do me a hundred and fifty million dollar favor right now, boy, would I be happy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> do me this yeah. favor and take this job, hundred fifty million bucks. Who knows who's going to land there? But I, I'm going to agree with you that it's going to be a bigger name though, because the the alumni is not going to have it. They're going to have a bigger yeah. name and they're going to cut a check. And they're going to cut a check. You're right about that, man. Let's hit. Let's hit one more thing where I, I got to get your take on this, uh, Anthony. Where I think is a giant knock it off is all the talk about Sirianni getting fired if the Eagles don't make a serious run here. But that's Philly; they'll do it. Well, so my only take on that is that so now you have you know you can go apples to apples where it's like last year, then his coordinators leave, and now what's happening? So it was like, is he the common denominator or was it the coordinators in that situation? Because you look at my buddy Gannon, he exploded expectations in Arizona with Dobbs and who else was in there before sure. Kyler came back and everyone was hurt and Connor was hurt and they got quality wins. I don't think, I mean, they would fire him. I think if they go out against the Bucks, that's fireable only because how the season ended, like where it started, how it ended. And you got Jalen Hurts, who's the most, maybe top three most buttoned up quarterbacks, always says the right thing. When he says there's a dedication problem or whatever his exact wording was like three weeks ago, yeah. that's an issue. Because Jalen Hurts, even in college, when he, you know, when he got benched, he never says anything. He's very buttoned up and like proper. And for him to say something, it's like, oh, there's – He's this is just the tip yeah. of it. Like something's going on like behind the scenes, but it's like, man, they uh, all the they symptoms, had the worst all the collapse. symptoms. They're just lucky they're not the Jaguars. Yeah. Yep. Like, all the symptoms of their illness were being hidden by winning. Winning cures it all. When you start losing, them symptoms take over and you're full blown sick. Well, and I don't know if it I, I, this is a weird thing, but I mean they have an aging line, Kelsey and Johnson, who are still great. But, you know, they're both on their way out in the next year or two. I think Kelsey's going to retire after this year. I've said that before. I think both of them are going out. Lane Johnson's on year 10, right? Isn't he? He's up there pretty good. He's up there. He's up there. And then, you know, and at one point, A.J. Brown's calling out the offense and turns into like a me, me, me guy. And then they come back. I remember the next week, Devontae Smith led the team in targets and receptions. So it's like, you know, you start that whole yeah. turmoil and it just it snowballs. But if they lose to the Bucks handedly, which I will get to that, obviously, they I think could. that's fireable because he's kind of handled himself a little bit in the um, uh, Brandon Staley way, like Meyer. It's it's been a rough year for Northeast Ohio NFL got coaches, guys, and GMs. Let me just say that. It's been real rough. But it's, it's been, been real. I think we're on like six have been gone already. 
Um, but I think a lot comes from the way he's going to handle himself too in in that in that realm. But it's it's Philly. Like it's he went yeah. to the Super Bowl last year. Like they're known for firing he, coaches at least two years I mean, after a Super Bowl. I mean, how long did Peterson last after he he won? Was it two years? Two, two seasons yeah. gone. Two, two seasons gone. Yeah. So they're the worst fan base in, in professional sports. I don't care. Lamb base me, come after me, tweet, whatever you want. I don't care. The Philly football fans are the most <laughs> spoiled, uh, undeserved sense of self grat you know, like that they've accomplished so much. They think they're the damn Yankees and everyone should be fired if they don't win the Super Bowl. They won the damn thing one time in a hundred years. I, I they're the worst fans ever. They'll turn on you in a heartbeat. I mean, they're the worst. They're the worst, man. They they also, you know, Philly needs the work out their offense and their defensive coordinators a little more. Like those two guys that went to Arizona and Indianapolis, I, I think are just awesome. You know, like that Arizona team, Mike, you remember being video, you said you wanted to bet on them to win zero games. Zero games. And I and I said I last did bet week, it. like and, and I said last week, like that Colts hire was great because like if that was if they'd have hired a defensive guy, like the Colts would have gone like four and thirteen this year. But they hired an offensive guy that went nine and eight, eight and nine, whatever. Sure. Yep, yep, and yep. I and I do think some of that when you're talking about NFL hirings, the NFL should keep an eye on that, right? And and if you're a, an owner of a team, like hiring an offensive guy. Like I don't think the enemy's gonna get the job now, honestly, at Washington. I, though it wasn't very good. But my point is like an offensive guy can cover up some mistakes that a defensive guy can't, right? They can just outscore you if you get the right match so i, I think seriani yeah. will survive i think he's going to survive but we'll see he, even yeah, if they might. lose i think he survives he might i think the the nfl should maybe just real quickly before we move on here i think maybe they should take a closer look at what's going on up in detroit and maybe you don't have to have all your eggs in the basket of is this guy offensive guy or a defensive guy because dan campbell's not known for really being either he was a tight end but he's not known as an offensive guy he's known as a leader a passionate guy that solidifies a locker room and a very smart dude knowing what he can and cannot do. Go get me uh, a smart guy to do this offense. Go get me a guy uh, to do this defense. Get me a guy that fits my room. Find some guys like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Find a leader. You know, I don't know. But we'll see how that goes, guys. But, hey, let's jump into some picks here for this year's competition. But before we do that, got to rock the sponsors real quick, guys. We got to give it up this weekend if you're enjoying the games. Hey, enjoy a little old English 800, <laughs> the official beer of the DWMOD podcast. Guys, a little splash of orange juice in there. You're all set. Skip the mimosas. They'll have you on that heartburn all day, man. Get you some old English and orange juice. Uh, enjoy the game responsibly. Hey, look, Anthony's wearing the shirt right now. The Rust Belt Club, guys. Get on rustbeltclub.com, man. There are some awesome gear there. We talked about it last week. It is an inquired taste. You have to know what that means. You got to figure that out. You better inquire and figure that mm -hmm. out. Get on the website right now, rustbelt.com. Put in the Rust code DWMOD30. Get that discount. Get some stuff. What are you saying, Anthony? Uh, rustbeltclub.com. What did I say? You forgot the club. Oh, well, yeah, that's, God, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. I apologize on that. Rustbeltclub. Dot com. Appreciate it's it. It's on the Twitter. You'll get it right. We'll put the handle up there. No doubt about it, guys. Check that out. And real quick, hey, let's hear from our guy, Gordon Butterfield, and what just happened. Oh, uh, what just happened? What just happened is brought to you by Black Hawk Coffee. Start your day off with Black Hawk Coffee, and you'll be flying high and landing right on time. That's Black Hawk Coffee, a Colombian bean company. <laughs> 
Janet Lipnicki with a fresh cup of black hot coffee looking to take on a washed out beef patch. A ginger one, two, and she's in the clear. Ho, oh, oh, sniper! Oh, what just happened? Looks like we've got action from the six-story window of the book depository as Janet takes that second step. Oh, bang! Down she goes. Let's take one more look. And here we see she goes wrong right there. She's simply uncoordinated and bang! Her face in the sand quicker than an ostrich. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Somebody put some chalk around that coffee. Black Hawk down. Oh, what just happened? That's Gordon. That's Gordon <laughs> Gordon killing uh, it on the call, man. Helpful. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, he, he'll get you through your day letting you know what just happened. All right, guys, mm-hmm. let's get to it with a little All Right Bet talk. It's time for another episode of All Right Bet. There we go. Kenny Rogers on the 16-bit tune there, but let's talk. Let's get into the competition. Now, Anthony, you were our guest picker for the final week last week. Uh, and here are the final standings at the end of the year, guys. <laughs> Not a good week for either one of you. I'm going to tell you right now, both of you guys, one and four. One and four on the picks last weekend. Uh, it Equally happens. bad. It happens. It happens. But thankfully, we needed it to happen to take this thing. Uh, I went three and two. So the final standings here, not bad. Not bad that we needed it because the guest picker was up by one game going into this thing. Oh, so perfect. the final standings, we take we take it over and we held them off, Andy. Very we fine. held them off, man. End of the year, of Andy. 95 total picks against the spread this year, guys. That that's a that's a lot of picks against the spread, and yeah. it's not easy to do. Andy, yeah. 47 and 48, right there at 500. Man. Right. Professional gamblers are trying to be at what 55 percent. Yeah, that's I like, like to be 55. Yeah, man, that's right there. Uh, the guest pickers went 50 and 45, and oh, uh, I went 51 and 44, taking it Ooh. on the last day. The last right. day. So we held them off. But anyway, guys, now it's time for the real the real competition that comes with the trophy. Mm-hmm. Comes with yep. the trophy. Now, somebody is going to be a two-time winner this year. Somebody could even be a back-to-back winner this year in this thing. So let's jump into it here, man. Our first game of the weekend. And we'll start with you, Anthony, because it's your homeboys, right? We're going right to Cleveland. We got the Cleveland Browns minus two and a half at Houston. The over-under is 44 and a half. Who you got? Who you got against the spread? And what's the over-under? Come on. You know I'm going with the Browns. The Browns have – so when everyone was talking like two weeks left in the season, they were talking about, hey, they could get the – if the Ravens lose when he was out, they could get win the division. Like, we don't want the division. We have a potential to play the AFC South winner regardless of who it is. All of them are hurt and all of them are banged up. Like that's the game you want. Yeah. So, of course, I'm in the Browns, if you've been watching any of their games minus last week, they've been starting out fast. Mm-hmm. Like just fast. Flacco just is like – I mean – it's got to end at some point, but I don't think it's going to end this week with how he's playing and Cooper's going to be back, um, you know, and they're, you know, dogs on the road they're for a reason because it's the playoffs. But, like, Houston's losing. I think it's – if not their top two, three, then at least their top two uh, uh, receivers um, or just, like, total yards on the offensive side with everybody yeah. that's hurt. And Stroud is still a little bit banged up. Now, Ryan's is a defensive coach, so they're obviously going to be playing a little tight and see if they can just, you know, outgun them that way. But I got the Browns. I'm taking them. You know, even give me negative two now. Give me negative five. It's still, to me, negative 20, I'd still take the Browns. Um, 
I am going to take the over uh, just because it's domed up and we don't have to worry about weather. And the Browns have been starting strong, and CJ Stroud will bring someone back if they're down by a little bit. Um, so I'm taking the Browns and I'm taking the over. Okay. Browns in the over for you. Yeah. I think you touched on some stuff that are, that's really important to me in this game as well. Um, Cleveland's been playing well. They've been starting fast. And to me, Andy, I'm sure you'll touch on this a little more, uh, following me up here, but the money's coming in on Houston, unless I'm wrong, they're keeping them at two and a half. They're not pushing that thing to three. I think a lot more money's coming in on Houston. I think people are hot on Stroud in Houston who uh, they should be. They're very good. They're playing well, defensive, offensively as well. But uh, listen, if you're going to keep this thing at two and a half, there's no way I'm not taking the best defense in football against a rookie quarterback. I love Stroud. You listen to the show, you know, two years before he came out of college, uh, right, Andy? I was saying Stroud's the guy. Yeah. And he is. Yeah, you're He's right. great. He's great. But I, I can't pick against the number one defense in the league, you know, playing against a rookie quarterback. Now, they played each other three weeks ago. The Browns blew him out. Now, Stroud did not play in that game, but – the only points they put up on the board without Stroud was a kickoff return and a junk touchdown late. But I think the bigger point from that game is how many points the Browns put up. Browns had not been scoring a lot. And the Browns put up like 36 points in that game. I think AC set the team record 265 yards receiving. Looks like they got the defense's number there in Houston a little bit. Give me the Browns to cover all the way, but give me the under here. I'm going to take the under. Ooh, all right. mm, okay. Yeah. My, I'm up, huh? Look. You guys know I'm gonna go not with you guys, right? I, I'm getting a home dog. I'm getting a home dog it. of plus two and a half, almost three points. It. Look, I knew it. The the Browns, fine. But everybody, like you tell them, I'm. There's no way I'm wagering money on the 39 year old Joe Flacco on the road. I'm not. I'm not doing it, right? The the Browns last like five games. By the way, like they lost to the Rams. Remember in LA by like two touchdowns. Blacko yeah. got killed. Then they beat a bad Jags team. Then they should have lost, but they beat a bad Bears team. Then they beat the Texans without Stroud. Then they beat a horrible Jets team. Then they lost to a Bengals team because they didn't care. I, my point is, like, they didn't play anybody in two months, right? They played nobody. It's not like the Texans are playing anybody either. But I will say, I, I, I it's a rookie quarterback at home, which makes me a little nervous. But I, I think Stroud is – kind of in rarefied air in the rookie quarterback world. I think sure. he's like, he's probably a top 10 quarterback. Uh, I think the beating that they took w will not be forgotten. I, th I think the Browns, everybody's, I think when the whole world is on the Browns as like a sleeper Super Bowl pick, I look forward to taking the other team in the first round. And it, it's set up nicely for the Texans. Give me the Texans plus two. It's down to two, which tells me more money's coming in on the Texans. Give me yeah. the Texans plus two and a half. Give me the Texans money line and regarding the over under saying the Browns have the best defense is I, I think incorrect because the Browns on the road, on the road, they're deep. They're uh, the overs in their games on the road are eight. and oh. the, the on the road, like I'll just throw some numbers at you. The Browns have given up on the road this year. Like, okay. So on the road, their first game uh, was at home. They gave up 26 to the Steelers on the road, by the way. They gave up 38 to the Colts, 24 to the Seahawks. They gave up 31 to the Ravens, 29 to the Broncos, 36 to the Rams. Like, on the road, this, this defense has not traveled as well as you, you believe it has. Then over, to me, is my favorite bet of the weekend, is the over in this Browns-Texans Texans okay. game. Take the over. All right. 
All right. On the over there. Hey, I know they, they did have some games. They gave up a ton of points after Chubb went down and the quarterbacks out and they were figuring some things out. I think they got it figured out. I like the Flacco. He's 39, but he's only played five games and took a rest last week. So we'll see if we had his nap last week. We'll see what happens on that one. Let's jump into the next game of the week, guys. And I'm going to tell you, uh, this one is the one that I'm going to say is my lock of the week. Now there are, there are some interesting facts about the NFL playoffs since 2017, the dogs are 20 and 10 against the spread and 13 and seven heads up. So Andy, you're onto something there. No doubt about it, but at least one dog has won on wildcard weekend every year since 2017. So one of these underdogs is going to win this week. Andy, you already, you're on yours. Houston. First game. It's going to be the first game. You're saying first game. You're saying first game. I'm not picking the underdog in this game though. I'll tell you that. This is the Dolphins plus four at the Chiefs. The over-under is 44. And, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, the weather conditions for this game right now, it looks as if it's going to be about seven degrees, minus five with the wind chill, and wind gusts somewhere between 10 to 15 miles an hour. Um, Miami can get together, hands in the huddle, and one, two, three Cancun because they are done. There there will be no chucking that hard-ass rock up in the air. There'll be no the, – the whole – Tyreek Hill revenge thing, you can save that. You can save that right now. Tyreek got what he wanted, money, sunshine, and heading to Cancun for the playoffs because I'm telling you, you could they, Kansas City receivers could drop as many balls as they want in this game, Andy, and everyone is still going to walk out of that stadium saying, I don't care we don't have Tyreek. We won the game. Give me Kansas City to annihilate them. Give me Kansas City laying the four, and I'm going to take the under in this one. So what do you think, Anthony, will let Andy take the take it home? You go, Anthony. Yeah, no, this is your deal, so I'll go quick. I'm, I'm going to go complete opposite. I have no faith in the Chiefs this year. Like, usually when you watch the Chiefs play, you have a feeling no matter what, they're going to win. And if you watch them play a lot this year, you never – the first, when they, the first game they played against the Broncos, I, don't, I forget what week that was, but it was when the Broncos were struggling. And the mm. Broncos – contained Mahomes, contained everybody, and it was a really, really – and this was like maybe a game or two after the 70 they got put on them by Dolphins. So it was just like – it was a different Chiefs team. And this is the first year you see Mahomes visibly upset. Kelsey's come out and said he's not the same as he always has been. Their running backs are banged up. You know, you might as well put a – you know, take take uh, Tony out of the game at some point. I mean, Rice is playing good, but he's still a rookie. The weather's going to come into effect. You know, so so the game plans are going to be all out of flux. So I, I just I just don't think this is the Chiefs year as great as the Chiefs have been. There's just too much going against them. You know, they're they're congratulations to Chris Jones on making his one point two five million on his gimme sack and his Michael Strahan sack last yeah. week. But yeah, I, I, I know the Dolphins have a terrible track record against teams with winning records, but I think the Dolphins have McDaniel, who's a better you know, the, the Chiefs don't have the enemy anymore. So I think I think McDaniel will put something together because they're actually healthy now in the backfield. They got, I can never pronounce his name right, Avanchi back, who I don't care how cold it is, him and Tyreek and most are the fastest guys on the field. So you put, mm-hmm. I, I'm just taking the Dolphins at plus four. I don't know if they're going to win outright, like, but I'm going to take the Dolphins with plus four, but I am going to take the under because I think it's going to be a really interesting game. All right, all right. Yeah, it's hard to get bet against Mahomes. He's got that Brady aspect, but it's like this year. It's just I don't know. They just don't. They don't have it this year, in my my perspective. We'll yep. see. We'll see, man. What Not do you wrong. think, Andy? Tell us about the Chiefs. You know, 
I think that it's so hard. Well, first off, I think we, you know, you remember the Chiefs uh, playing at home rules, right? Like yeah. they don't cover. They do not cover. And it's and no matter the, I believe the Chiefs are if they're going to win this game, it's going to be a Mahomes touchdown at the end or a Butker field goal from like forty-eight yards off some wild ref shenanigans that people are going to complain about, right? Or the rest like, you know, pass interference or something like that. Uh, look, I think the Chiefs only have like two dudes who can really get open, which is uh, Rice and Kelsey. And, and Kelsey's older, obviously, but if you look at Kelsey and Rice's stats, their lowest receiving yards this year were against the Dolphins. I think Rice had like 17 and Kelsey had in the 20s, which tells me they put like Jalen Ramsey on Rice and just lock him down. And then, and then they kind of box in or whatever, Kelsey and force little dinks and dunks and that way. So – uh, look, I, I like the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins plus four. Like, I think I take the Chiefs money line, but I think I think force too many points. Like, I, the Chiefs have the, like the, a very maybe the best defense of the Mahomes era, but they can't stop the run. Like, that's just the one thing they can't do. So, like, the, you're going to see a lot of Shane and Mostert's probably going to play. I think Waddle will be healthy. This game reminds me a lot of last year when Miami went to Buffalo. And lost 34-31 when Skylar Thompson was the quarterback and it was cold and everybody's like, the Dolphins are gonna get blown out. They're gonna get toasted. And and that game was very, very close down to the, the bitter end. So I'm gonna be on the over because I think there's gonna be a couple big plays. You're just not it's you're not Dolphins are gonna hit a two, one or two. Maybe the Chiefs hit one or two, and then you know, it might be a turnover because it's gonna be cold. Special teams will be important. So I'm gonna take the over and I'm gonna take the Dolphins. All right, I think man. the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs win. Oh, you're going to take Chiefs wow. to win, then. Okay. All right. Chiefs to win. Chiefs to win. Okay. That's oh, yeah. Make sure you got my Dolphins. I, I, I got to go Dolphins to win, then. I forgot where we got to go that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as Sorry you, you know, that. just – No, if you if you just say you're taking Dolphins in the open, then you got them all the way. All right. No doubt about just it. Just making sure. You're good, man. You're good. I'm on an island here. I'm all by myself. and feeling nervous now all of a sudden after you guys lay all that out there, but I'm going to stick to it. All right, let's jump this next one. Steelers plus 10 at the Bills. 36 is the over-under. Uh, this is the hardest spread of the week for me. Hardest. Again, it's so hard. It's, it's the hardest. And it, it, I don't, if this game was being played in sunny Florida, I would be like a 10-point spread in the playoffs is kind of yeah. ridiculous, man. But this one's going to be played. They're saying this could get up to 40-mile-an-hour wins in Buffalo right now. They're guaranteeing 20 to 30. They say could be gusts up to 40 miles an hour, and it's going to be like 24 degrees. Now, it's the Steelers, right, guys? Both these teams are used to this. Both these teams are used to playing in these conditions, so I think they'll be used to it. But they're both tough teams. They're both teams that aren't going to back down. So if you're going to have to play in these conditions and both teams are used to it, give me the team with the better player. Give me Josh Allen, right? Give me Josh Allen. Give me the team with the better quarterback. Uh, Bills are rolling right now. They're playing good football. It's a home game. This is why they're building the new stadium in open air. I mean, this is this is what they live for. But I'm going to split it up here, man. I can't lay 10 points. I'm going to take the Bills to win the game. I'm going to take the Steelers with the 10 points, and I'm going to lay it on the under. So uh, what do you think on this one, Andy? That game is so hard. You know, my instinct is to take the Steelers, right? Because, like, you give me a double digits. Like, I, I enjoy that immediately. I'm like, ooh, double digits. Right. So, I, uh, I think I'm going to try to change it up a little bit. I, I think, 
But the Bills have been fine. You know, they should have, honestly, I thought they kind of should have lost to Miami last week, except for that, you know, Miami's getting was getting pressure, which I think they'll do to Kansas City too. They're getting pressure on Josh Allen. I think the Steelers will do that to Josh Allen. He gets a pressure. They're going to miss Watt, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just not, I, you know, I, I don't know what to make of Mason Rudolph. There's some dudes who are starting the first black game. Mason Rudolph, I have no idea. What he, he, you know, he somehow finds out he went to Seattle and won. He was kind of bad in that Ravens yeah. game. If the Ravens had played their starters, they'd probably lose by about, you know, 10, you know, in that game. So I, I, I'm i going to – it's, what's it, 36, right? Yeah. 36 of the over-under. God, I want to take the under so bad because of that wind. But the Bills basically don't really throw it anymore, right? Like Diggs does not catch a lot of balls anyway. It's ma- yeah. mainly Cook and, and uh, Allen who get it going. Uh, yep. So I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bills minus ten. I'm gonna take the Bills to cover uh, to win, and I, I think this final score is gonna end up. Also, I find every year like on these big spreads, like one is always it's over by the second quarter, and I think that's this game. So I'm gonna take the Bills like thirty-one to ten. So I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna ride with the okay. over. All right. All That's right. going to be a losing bet all the way around, by the way. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one, Anthony. Where are you at? All right. I think I, I'm, I'm right in the middle of both you guys, which is good for, for what we're doing. But um, <laughs> cold weather, you know, Steelers got a two, two staunch backs that aren't going to, you know, race you down the field. Najee, I think – what was the stat? I think it was – he's – 1,000 yards in his first three seasons that yeah. weird stat actually hasn't been done in a while, or at least since like 2014 or 15, I want to say, maybe right. D. Henry. Right. Um, but anyway, so I, I think the Steelers are at least going to cover. So give me the Steelers at plus 10. I think 36 is just too low because I think the Bills, about when they hit their low point, they were like, hey, we got to stop catering to Stefan Diggs and give other people and just play our strengths. And you got Dawson Knox who came back. So I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, with those two interchangeable Knox and uh, Kincaid. But you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. And with Allen, I think they're just going to figure out a way to win and get Cook a little bit more involved from the beginning. So I'm going to take the Bills to win out to win, but give me the Steelers with 10 points and then they over. 36 just seems too low for an NFL game. I don't care how cold it is. It's just, I mean, 44 seems low. For these games so 36 give me the over i just can't see the bills not putting up at least like 24 and mason rudolph yeah tj watts obviously gonna hurt i mean rudolph's rudolph pickett doesn't really matter who you throw in there they're all pretty much the same guy so yeah, yep. you know we'll, we'll see what happens i mean he was not playing this year for a reason you know yeah so right. yeah that's that's for sure they went against him picked against him drafted against him they've been yeah. against him so maybe he'll come out help him out from the, from the three hole i don't know but we'll see what happens but anyway hey you're on the bills but to take the steelers with the points and you are on the over all right i got you um let's move on to the next game guys packers plus seven and a half at the cowboys the over under is 50 um let's start with you andy what do you think on this one man I think the Packers have been one like love's been really good here in the last few weeks when it needed to be. Uh, I think the Cowboys are bullies at home, uh, but I think this is too many points. I think this is just straight up, and especially the the half. You give me the hook on that, like so. Look, I, I there's no way um, you're gonna. I want to lay that many points with Mike McCarthy, uh, and I, I think I think Dallas is really good. It's just the Packers can hang in there and, you know, if this game's kind of close at halftime, then I think it's going to be close. So 
I, I think I'm, you got to take the seven and a half. So I'll take Green Bay. I think it's a good teaser if you want to tease the Cowboys down. Now, not a lot of great teasing options, but I would tease the Cowboys down. I think Packers sure. cover, Cowboys win, and I'll probably take the over because I think Dallas is going to get in the 30s, and I think Green Bay is going to be within seven of that. So that tells me take the over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to be – listen, we're going to be in the same area with that pick. There's no doubt about it, and and you hit the money – when you're talking about McCarthy and here's the story again, McCarthy's revenge against the Packers and all that. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what, man, this guy is a clock boob. He is a clock yeah. boob. Every game he will find some way to screw up the clock at the end of the game. Now I'm just going to tell you up front here, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win the game, but I'm going to take the Packers with the spread and I'm going to take the over, but I'm going to say this. There's one team. You got to take one underdog to win. I, I'm not going to be shocked. My my guess for the weekend, I'll have a little money line on the Packers to knock the Cowboys off. Of all Ooh. these games, I like the Packers to knock off the Cowboys more than any of the other underdogs this weekend. Um, the look, Packers are looking good, man. They're playing good defense. They impressed me last weekend against the Bears. Every one of us thought that the Red Hot Bears, with the way that defense was playing, and Fields were going to go into Lambeau and knock them off. And Green Bay controlled that whole game. I mean, they shut them mm-hmm. right down and look tough. I think people are looking right past the Packers. Andy, you and I both had them as playoff teams at the beginning of the, the beginning of the year. We had the Packers in mm-hmm. the playoffs. They've lived up. I think they're tough, and I'm not going to be surprised to win the game. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win, Packers with the spread, and give me the over. What about you, Anthony? Again, I think I'm hitting in the middle here. Uh, I think the Cowboys – it's weird because like you're hearing about them, but not as much as you do actually when they're not playing well. So now they're playing up to a good standard, and you don't hear about them as much. I think Dak's playing out of his mind. Um, Ceedee Lamb finally is hitting his stride, and they got some good complimentary pieces. So I think the Cowboys are going to cover. I think they're going to win outright, obviously. But you can give the Packers seven. The Packers have been decimated with injuries from the outside in all year, um, and they're playing. I think this is just Dallas's year, at least to get pretty far. They're looking good. I mean, the Packers are looking good, but you're going into the Cowboys are amazing at home this year. Um, I'm going to take the under, though. Uh, I think I think it's going to be lower scoring. So I'm going to take the under, and I'm giving me the Cowboys with minus 7.5. All right. All right, man. There you go. Well, hey, let's jump into the game that is going to be near and dear to my heart, the favorite game of the weekend for me. Uh, Rams are plus 3 at Detroit. The over-under here is 51.5. And I'm going to hit a couple of points for you guys real quick. First of all, um, it's the over all day here, guys. These teams can score points. There's no way you're not going to be on the over here. Maybe you are. Uh, I am not. I'm going to be on the over all day. Um, Number two is the storylines here, right? It's golf versus McVay is the number one storyline. And and golf came out this weekend. They asked him about that again. And his simple response was, the chip on my shoulder from being traded away from LA will never go away, no matter what I accomplish. And that's it right there. Golf wants this one so, so bad. And the thing about this Lions team is this is a team, man. These guys ride or die for each other. And these guys want this for him as well. They're going to be fired up and ready to go. Coming off that Dallas shit, they are fired up to try to get back at Dallas. You heard Coach Campbell. It is controlled rage right now. This team is ready to go. Number three, the Stafford. I mean, I'm going to give you one little Stafford rant right here. Um, Anybody that's a Lions fan in Detroit, that you've been a Lions fan your whole life in Detroit, you know that 
like in Cleveland, Anthony, everybody's been Cleveland fans their whole life, right? You never, nobody bails on the team though and has other teams. Like I don't root for the Browns anymore. I'm, I'm a Rams guy now, or I'm a Falcons fan or whoever Steelers or what you walk around Detroit in the last 25 years and everybody's got a different team. Oh, I'm Patriots now. Cause Brady's Michigan. Oh, I'm green Bay. Cause they win all the time. Everybody bailed on this team so bad that now you have a stadium full of bandwagon fans who all owned those stupid little jerseys with number 16 and said Owen on the back. Oh, and 16, that's cute, right? They're assholes. You got a bunch of bandwagon fans, and I'm telling you right now, if they go into the stadium in this game and they boo the shit out of this guy when he takes the field, those are the fans that could afford the tickets for the game, the assholes. I'm telling you that right now. This is what Stafford deserves when he comes into the stadium. When Stafford takes the field, he should get a nice ovation. This guy was great for the city. Came in here, owned it. Nobody wanted to be drafted by the Lions, right? That's a death wish. That was a death sentence, man. This guy came in from minute one. I want to change it. Got ingrained in the culture. Him and his wife, no matter what she says on her podcast, were involved in the city doing all kinds of good things. He's a great dude. He deserves a little ovation. But then I want a record scratch over the loudspeaker and let's get on his ass. And then let's get on his ass because it's all Lions moving forward here, guys. Give me the Lions. Give me them laying the three. Give me the over 51 and a half. And St. Brown is going to show Puka Nakua who the real pro bowler is. That's where I'm at, man. You go ahead, Anthony. You don't have Puka in the pro bowl? Not over St. Brown. Not a chance. Sorry, I missed you one second. I think a spam call came in. Oh, I said not over St. Brown. Not a chance. Oh, I thought you meant like over Laporta. Yeah. No, no. Well, Puka, obviously, I don't know if he has those numbers if Cup doesn't get hurt the full season. But, you know, the, I'm, you know, this is weird. No one's just cheering against the Lions, right? The Lions kind of – well, Browns now don't have that anymore. They're kind of not – once they got Watson, people kind of jump ship for certain reasons. But the Lions, yeah. no one's rooting against the Lions in any way, shape, or form. So, it's like I, I'm, I'm going to go with you as well. I mean – I'm taking the over because both these teams can put up points like that, whether it's on the ground now that Williams is back for the Rams and you got your one-two punch with the Lions. I just think there's there's just too much firepower on offense and not enough on defense for this to hit the under. So I'm going to take the over, obviously, indoors. And I think – I just think it's the Lions' year. Like, it's been building at least to get past the first round, for especially after that debacle that happened on the, you know, the two-point conversion. So – I honestly, I, I, I wish these two teams weren't playing this week because I want both of them to make it to the second round. Cause I think the Rams, if you haven't watched them, they, they, they were struggling. They were really, really struggling when cup was out and, and like the, the offense, even though things are going to Puka, like if you actually watch the Rams play all the motion, all the pre-snap, all of the play calls are still running through Cooper cup. And it's really interesting to watch how they're how they're taking that. And Higby's a little bit more healthy now as well. But the Rams defense has been really hit or miss, right? And it, it just depends. Hey, are we just gonna not? If we're gonna worry about Donald and just kind of open it up, or how are we gonna run this? I just think the Lions. The Lions are gonna. I like the Lions. I like the Lions at at, at the uh, minus three, and I'm taking the over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, th- there's no doubt about it that the Rams are playing great football right now. And trust me, nobody in Detroit, uh, we did not want the Rams in the first round. This is a good football yeah. team. Golf is the only one that wanted them. Uh, what do you think, Andy? You know, I've gone, I've gone back and forth on this game. Like, you know, I think if I, I like the three and a half, I like the Rams, I think. Uh, 
I, I, you know, I think at three, which is for the contest, I, I've kind of, in the last day or two, I've kind of moved over to the Lions side. Uh, I think that, you know, I, I don't, I think the Lions can stop the Williams kid, the, the running back for the Rams. I don't think they're going to be able to stop Puka or Cup, and they won't really need to, right? But I think they can stop the run a little bit. I think they're going to get, they're going to do the one thing I think Stafford doesn't like, which is get a little pressure on Stafford. And again, no quarterback likes that, but I think they're going to put enough pressure on Stafford to kind of force some wild throws. And I think that's going to be the key. On, on the other end, other side, I, I don't know if the Rams can get enough pressure on Goff. And, and I think the Lions can also run on the Rams. So that kind of leads me to think like on, on that side of things, I, I think I like the Lions. I think they're going to put up some points. I also like betting Goff indoors. You know, I, I would, you know, I'd probably stop betting golf next week when they have to start going outdoors if they do. Uh, I also, I'm, I'm also very wary of the teams everyone says are Super Bowl sleepers, which are the Browns and the Rams. And those two teams, that, that kind of makes me nervous. We can't all, we can't all be right. Though I will say, if the Rams are fully healthy and they went to San Francisco, I think they have as good a chance as anybody to win sure. in San Francisco. But I don't think they're going to get there. So I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm on the Rams. I'm, I'm on the Lions minus three. I'm on the Lions to win, and I'm on the over. Oh, okay, you're gonna take the over. Yeah, everybody's on the over with that. I mean, you gotta be. You gotta be on the over in this one, man. You just have to. I would rather. I'd rather lose on an under than bet the under and to go over and me be like, I knew this was gonna go over. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? right. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Hey, last game of the week. Eagles minus three at the Buccaneers. That's the way it works in the NFL, guys. You win your division, you get to host the game. At the Buccaneers, 43 and a half is the over-under. And Andy, we'll let you go first, man. We saw this game last year. This, this, But last year was the Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay. Wild card, Monday Night Football, four versus five. If you recall last year, the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Washington Commanders 26 to six in week 18. Everybody's like, the Cowboys are bad. It's really bad for the Cowboys. They're going to lose to Tom Brady. I'm sure even I chose Tom Brady last year, you know, to beat the yeah. Cowboys. And what happened? The Cowboys went and smoked them 38 to 12 or whatever the score was. In rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. The Eagles are going to win this game. Yep. The Eagles are going to win this game. They're, 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 give me the Eagles minus three. Give me the Eagles minus four. I think Baker's hurt as well. I think he's a little banged up. Uh, it's kind of a it's one of those wounded dog teams where they're. You, I'm, I'd be a little afraid of the Eagles this week. I just think I think they're going to do it. I, I give me the over. I think we're going to see some points in this game. I think that's the only way the Bucks eventually are going to have to hang is to throw it, throw it, throw it to Evans, throw it to Evans. So I like the Eagles minus three. I like the Eagles to win, and I like the over. Okay, Eagles in the over for you. Yeah, I'm going to say if if the Bucks could score any points at all. I might be in on the upset pick here. They can't, man. They just cannot score. And listen, the Eagles are off the rails. We've already discussed that. They are off the rails, and there's a problem in that locker room. But here, well, the playoffs have a way of acting like smelling salts in a fractured locker room, right? They can wake everybody up real quick to how serious the situation is. Put your bullshit in the closet, and let's ride or die. And I think that's going to happen here with the Eagles. I'm going to expect them to tighten up the ship win this game. Give me the Eagles laying the three, but give me the under in this one. I'm going to take the under. I mean, I just don't see a lot of points being scored by either team. Anthony, what do you think? All right. So everyone knows I'm a huge Baker fan. And yeah. the if you were to 
you know, every week near the end of the season, you know, and the Eagles and the number one seed is on the line still in the NFC and they're losing and they're losing to not good teams. Like I would be like, oh, they just, you know, they just lost to the Seahawks, you know, who are, you know, a little bit above average. They'll bounce back and then lose to the Cardinals in a shootout. Then they end the season where they could still win the West or the uh, East. And then they lay an egg versus the Giants who are starting a 75 year old Tyrod Taylor. And it's and all the disarray, you know, give me the box. Give me the box plus three Ooh. as a because three, I think it's to this day, and that's only because I saw some on Instagram. Baker in the first round of the playoffs versus the Steelers, when we were underdogs then, the week before we didn't even have coaches because of like a, a COVID situation, and none of our coaches were there. He literally had to meet his offensive lineman in the huddle. Went out and smoked the Steelers. Had some help on the defense, obviously, that game. But the Bucs have I, – I mean, the biggest Pro Bowl snub – no one watches the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously. The biggest Pro Bowl snub by far is Winfield. If you watch last week's game against the Panthers, he literally saved their season on DJ Chark on a, just a movie, like yeah, end of a movie hit. Fumbled in mm-hmm. the end zone. You know, I, the only knock on – you know, they, they should have put the Saints away in week 17. They didn't. They, look, they looked bad. And every week the people are blaming the coaching. But if they can get Rashad White going – if you get Rashad White 20 to 25 touches, whether on the ground or in the air, they are going to win because that's what ends up happening. When you see Rashad White have six to seven catches, whether it's for like 30 to 50 yards, like nothing great, nothing like over the top, you'll see Evans has six catches for 150 and two touchdowns. And Godwin went over 1,000 yards. He's finally back into the fold. And it's just because the Eagles are in disarray. I think the over is going to hit because I think they're just going to have to go to the air in general, both teams. But I just, you know, this is I'm, this is one of those betting seventy percent with my heart, thirty percent with my head. But I mean, they did win the division. They when they had to win, they won, and they did win the division, regardless of they, you know, came out with just a nine and eight. Um, and the Eagles run a downslope, and the Bucks. If De- Devin White got a little bit banged up last week versus the Panthers, but you know, they won the division and they're hosting. So I think that says a lot. So give me the three points and them to win it outright, and I'm going to take the over. All right, man. Bucks to win the dang game and the over. I'm on it. You're on it. Well, I'm not on that, but you are. And Baker's <laughs> always hurt, by the way. He's always hurt. He's always banging. Yeah. But if he runs, he runs like a little scrapyard dog. Like when he goes for first downs, like he goes, forgetting how little yeah. he is yeah. compared to everybody else. And he gets banged up. And Evans, Evans was a little bit banged up because he's getting old, but. Mike Evans is the best player to watch in the NFL. If you if you ever watch him score a touchdown, he literally sets the ball down, just jogs to the sidelines. He's he's just he's like a throwback yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, and also I, I'm gonna throw a, a sleeper uh surprise at you. I think Kate Otten's gonna have a big game. I think the Eagles are gonna take away the big ball, and there's gonna be a lot of checkdowns to Kate Otten. So look for Otten to 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 show up. All right. Yeah, man. Hey. It, well, they also the the Otten, like the Eagles are horrible against the tight end. So like anytime, whoever's playing the Eagles, if they keep winning, like just take the tight end, whoever they're playing, because <laughs> the Eagles can't stop a tight end. They can't. They cannot. No, they've been struggling on it, no doubt about it. Well, the picks are in, guys. After week one, let's hope this thing is kind of close. We don't want anybody running away with this thing. That's never fun when somebody runs away with it. Well, good luck to you guys, man. Well, thank you for coming back out, man. You guys and doing the show. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I got to thank you guys again for being here. Check out the games this weekend, guys, and uh, as always, the message is, hey, 
drink and enjoy the game, drink responsibly. You're going to be gambling, watching the games and stuff. Just gamble responsibly. You can have a lot of fun gambling and not lose a lot of money, man. So entertain yeah. yourselves, have some fun this week, and let's enjoy some football, right? That's right. That's Love right. it. Go, I go think this is, the, this is the if wild if two wild card teams end up in the Super Bowl, I think this is the one of the years no one would be surprised unless it was yeah. the Steelers. Outside yeah. of that. You know, usually a wild card team will take a run at it. I think if two wild card teams ended up in the Super Bowl, it, it wouldn't be as shocking. Maybe in the mm -hmm. NFC. But I don't yeah, think it's so. kind of my, that's kind of like my prediction. One of the Ravens or the 49ers will not make the Super Bowl. I don't know which one. But they're both. We won't I don't have think the Ravens will. I don't think we'll have both the number ones. Yeah, I'll agree. I don't think we'll have both the number ones either. There's a, there's some good football teams out there this year, you know. Uh, we'll I, see. Before you go, before you go, Mikey, everybody make their Super Bowl pick right now, just randomly. Oh, Lions. Lions who? Lions. <laughs> Lions, Lions, man. Like in general? Who, who do they beat? I think the Lions are going to beat the Bills for the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I got the Bills. The Bills. I, I have a ticket on the Lions to win the Super Bowl from before the season and the Browns to win the Super Bowl before the season. Ooh. So what was the line on the Browns? Uh, 2,500, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 2,500. I wonder what it went to when Watson got out for the season. I, I know. I wish I would have jumped in then. Wish I would have jumped in yeah. then. I have one on the Bills too, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You know, I took the Bills when the season went poorly for the Bills. And they were looking real bad after about five weeks. I jumped on a Bills ticket for the Super Bowl, so I got the best odds for them. But we'll see how that goes. I don't know. About you, Andy? Uh, I'll change it up, and I'll say, I'll say Ravens Cowboys. Okay. Right. I kind of want to say Chiefs Cowboys, but I don't want to say I don't want to be just a homer <laughs> like Mike. So I'm homer all the way. Ravens. I'll say Ravens yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. I go if I had to pick today, this is gonna. I would go Niners. Second pick would be the Cowboys, and then the AFC. I think it's gonna be a wild card team. I, I would honestly take any of them. Like minus. Well, I'd take maybe the Dolphins if they come out of Kansas City with a good victory. I think that momentum takes them because hey, then hey. they'd have to play the Ravens. Right. They'd be with the Ravens in the second round, so they they just you know. Anyways, that would you got me sweating. You got right me now. sweating Niners over here Dolphins. now. I, I started. You know I'm going to be wrong with everything. I started the show by saying my lock is that the sorry ass Dolphins are going home immediately, and one of us what is going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> we both, you know, Anthony and I both took the Dolphins. We all yeah, we you did. Dolphins. Both of you mm -hmm. did. Both of you did. You should be ashamed of yourself as a. Chiefs That's because you're like self-deprecating with the Chiefs, though. You never really pick them out. I, well, I just don't think they're they, they're not going to cover at home. They never do. They never do. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm on the Lions. I got that Kool-Aid going. We don't win as many Super Bowls and be in championships all the time like the Chiefs, so I got to be on my boys. And if I see yeah. anybody out there with a number 16 Owen jersey, I'm going to punch you right in the mouth. All right, we're going to check <laughs> everyone. <laughs> all right, guys, hey, tune in next week and see where everybody's standing, and we'll catch you next time, man. Later, guys. Have fun this weekend. Good luck. Wanna bet? Cash money. It's time for another episode of All Right Bet. Wanna bet? No! God, please, no! No! Tease it. Tease it.
Wanna wanna check a nana? I'd buy that for a dollar.